are listening to the Classic Sermons Podcast from PreachTheBible.org, a ministry of North Valley Baptist Church in Santa Clara, California. You will hear fervent, old-fashioned revival sermons from great preachers of the past. It is our desire that you will be helped by this gospel message. We're reading in Acts 4. Yesterday, I read down through verse 12, but we did not discuss all the verses. Now, let me read beginning with verse 8. And we'll discuss the verses where we left off yesterday. This is Acts 4 and verse 8. And then Peter, rather, filled with the Holy Ghost, said unto them, Ye rulers of the people and elders of Israel, if we this day be examined of the good deed done on the impotent man by what means he is made whole, be it known unto you all. Now, he didn't leave out anybody. He said, I want everyone to know, and to all the people of Israel that... By the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, whom ye crucified, whom God raised from the dead, even by him doth this man stand here before you whole. Now, we talked about that yesterday. This is the stone which was set at naught of you builders, which is become the head of the corner. Let me read that verse again slowly. Listen carefully, because... This is the verse we're going to discuss today. This is the stone which was set at naught of you builders. The builders set the stone at naught. But, notice, which is become the head of the corner. Now, I want you to turn with me, please, to 1 Peter chapter 2. I've quoted this verse many, many times on the radio, but I'm going to read several other verses. In 1 Peter chapter 2, we read, beginning verse 1, Wherefore lay inside all malice and all guile and hypocrisy and envy and evil speaking, as newborn babes desire the sincere milk of the word that ye may grow thereby, if so be, ye have tasted that the Lord is gracious. Now, read on with me if you have your place. 1 Peter 2, To whom coming as unto a living stone. Now, I want you to notice the stone. Peter said to the people Israel, to the chief priests, to the scribes, to the elders, to the rulers, and to all the people, this is the stone. You set the stone at naught, but God has made this stone the chief cornerstone. Now read verse 4 again, 1 Peter 2, 4. To whom coming as unto a living stone... Disallowed indeed of men, but chosen of God and precious. Ye also, as lively or living stones, are built up a spiritual house, a holy priesthood, to offer up spiritual sacrifice acceptable to God by Jesus Christ. Wherefore also it is contained in the Scripture, Behold, I lay in Zion a chief cornerstone, elect, precious, and he that believeth on him shall not be confounded or confused. Now, if you want to know how to keep from being confused or confounded, then just believe on Jesus and trust in Jesus. And let God be true and every man a liar, according to Paul's uh, words to, Ro to the Romans in Romans uh, 3, 4. Now, here's the verse that I've been leading up to. Now, rather, the next verse after this, unto you, therefore, which believeth, he is precious, but unto them which are disobedient, the stone which the builders disallowed, the same is made the head of the corner. 
and a stone of stumbling and a rock of offense, even to them which stumble at the word, being disobedient whereunto also they were appointed. Now, here's what I want you to see today. If you miss everything else I say, if you miss everything else that is preached today, don't miss this. God has made, not going to make, but Jesus is the chief cornerstone. He is the elect precious one, the chief of the corner. He is the foundation of the church. And beloved, if you're building upon Jesus, the floods may come, the winds may blow, the hurricanes of hell may beat upon you, but your house will stand if you're building on Jesus. But if you're building on anything else, you are building on sinking sand. You remember the Sermon on the Mount? Jesus said two builders, one built on the rock, floods came, house stood, the other built on the sand, flood came, house fell, great was the fall thereof. So Jesus is the rock, the rock of ages, the chief cornerstone. He is the foundation, and all hell cannot shake or break the foundation, the Lord Jesus Christ. Now then, we find this stone first, well, in type, I'll say, in Exodus chapter 17. I want you to turn your Bible, please, to Exodus chapter 17, and we read these words. And the Lord said unto Moses, Go on before the people, and take with thee of the elders of Israel, and thy rod, wherewith thou smotest the river, take it in thine hand, and go. Now this is Exodus 17, I'm reading verse 6. Behold, I will stand before thee, there upon the rock, in Horeb, and thou shalt smite the rock. Smite the rock, and there shall come water out of it, that the people may drink. And Moses did so in the sight of the elders of Israel. And the water gushed out as God had promised, and the Israelites drank of the refreshing water from the rock. Now, of course, the rock was a type of the Lord Jesus Christ, the living water. He told the woman at the well, you drink of this water from Jacob's well, you will thirst again, but whosoever drinketh of the water that I shall give him, in other words, shall never thirst. The water will be a well of water springing up into everlasting life. Now, the rock that Moses smote was a type of the chief cornerstone, the rock of ages, the Lord Jesus Christ. In Ephesians 2, we have another interesting passage concerning the rock or the stone. This has to do with the church. If you'll notice in your Schofield Bible, at verse 19, Dr. Schofield has the heading, The Church, a Temple for the Habitation of God Through the Spirit. Now, in Ephesians chapter 2, we read in verses 11 and following that we were Gentiles, we were of the uncircumcision, we were without hope and without God, but Christ broke down that middle wall, that petition, verse 14, and he abolished these things, and now in Jesus we are members of the household of God. Look at verse 19 and following. This is Ephesians 2.19. Now therefore ye are no more strangers and foreigners, but fellow citizens with the saints and of the household of God, and are built upon the foundation, now watch this, of the apostles and the prophets, Jesus Christ 
himself being the chief cornerstone in whom all the building, that is, the New Testament church, the building of God, in whom all the building is framed together, groweth up into a holy temple in the Lord, in whom ye also are builded together for an habitation of God through the Spirit. Now, beloved, God dwells in every believer in the person of the Holy Ghost. And, of course, we're in the book of Acts, and we're studying the book of Acts, and I pointed out so many times, and will point out again and again, that it is an utter impossibility for anyone to be a born-again child of God apart from possessing the Holy Spirit. Now, there are many Christians who are not possessed by the Holy Spirit. I mean they possess Him, but they are not surrendered fully to Him. It's different. There is a difference, a vast difference, in possessing the Holy Spirit and allowing the Holy Spirit to fully control you soul, spirit, and body, and be yielded to God unreservably. Now, this is a tremendous passage. It's gigantic. Look at it again. And are built upon the foundation of the apostles and the prophets, Jesus Christ himself being the chief cornerstone in whom all the building fitly framed together groweth unto a holy temple in the Lord, in whom ye also are builded together for an habitation of God through the Spirit. Isn't it wonderful? Isn't it wonderful? Those of us who were aliens from the commonwealth of Israel, we were strangers from the covenants. We were not of the circumcision. We were without God, without hope, without Christ. But then Jesus came, the chief cornerstone, and he paid the sin debt, and he satisfied the holiness and the righteousness of God. And now we are building on the solid foundation Jesus, the chief cornerstone, and we are little or lively or living stones built together in the living temple, and God inhabits, God dwells in every believer in the person of the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah, what a Savior. Now turn to Romans chapter 9, and we'll see the stone and uh, the Jew, the stone and the Jew. Now listen to this, Romans 9 and in verse 32, wherefore... Because they sought it not by faith, but as it were by works of the law. For they stumbled at that stumbling stone. As written, Behold, I lay in Zion, a stumbling stone and rock of offense, and whosoever believeth on him shall not be ashamed. Now, Jesus to the Jew was a stumbling stone. They were looking for an outstanding, powerful, gala ruler who would come in great power and conquer the Romans and drive them out and deliver Israel from the rule of Rome. But you see, they failed to see that the crown of thorns came before the crown of glory. They failed to see that the suffering Savior must precede the one who sat on the throne of David and the knowledge of the Lord covered the earth as waters now cover the sea, peace on earth, and goodwill toward men. They had Isaiah, and they had Zechariah. They read them, but they did not understand the meaning of the Lamb without spot or blemish. Led before the sharers, dumb, smitten of God and afflicted, making his soul an offering for sin. They didn't see it. So there's the rock and the Jew. Now, to the church, it is the solid foundation, the chief cornerstone, to the Jewish stumbling block. Now, I want you to look at Zechariah chapter 4, 
and verse 7, and we have a prophecy concerning the stone and Israel. I'd like to have time to read all these verses, but I dare not take the time because my time is slipping away today, and I want to finish this part of the message because I intend to spend tomorrow all of the broadcast on verse 12, uh, Acts 4.12, because that verse will require uh, an entire day. Now look at verse 7. This is Zechariah 4.7. Who art thou, O great mountain, before Zerubbabel? Thou shalt become a plain, and he shall bring forth the headstone thereof with shoutings, crying, Grace, grace, grace unto it. Now who is grace, and who brought grace down? The headstone, of course, is none other than the Lord Jesus Christ, the rock that was set at naught by the builders, the rock that God has made the chief cornerstone, and the rock that will stand when the floods and the hurricanes and the tornadoes of the damned begin to strike. The rock will stand, praise God. Now then, I want you to see the rock and the Gentiles, and we'll turn to the book of Daniel. And in Daniel 2.31, Thou, O king, sawest, and behold, a great image. This great image, whose brightness was excellent, stood before thee, and the form thereof was terrible. Now this is Daniel, of course, talking to Nebuchadnezzar. This image head was of fine gold, his breast and arms of silver, belly of thighs of brass, his legs iron, feet part iron, part clay. Thou sawest till that a stone, now watch it, thou sawest. Nebuchadnezzar, you watched this image, and you saw a stone. A stone cut out without hands. Now, this is Jesus. God is the mighty architect because God, in other words, Jesus was God in flesh, born of a virgin, born of the virgin Mary. Now let's read it. Thou sawest tell that a stone was cut out without hands, which smote the image upon the feet that were of iron and clay, and brake them in pieces. Then was the iron and clay, the brass, the silver, the gold, broken to pieces together, and became like the chaff of the summer threshing floor. And the wind carried it away, or carried them away, that no place was found for them. And the stone, S-T-O-N-E, now watch it. And the stone, that's Jesus. The stone that was smote, the, the stone that uh, smote the image became a great mountain and filled the whole earth. Now the stone there, of course, is Jesus. The stone that uh, Nebuchadnezzar saw cut out of the mountain without hands, the miracle, the virgin birth, Jesus, God incarnate, and he came, and of course, he paid the sin debt, he satisfied the holiness, the righteousness of God, and he sits today at the right hand of the majesty. One of these days, he'll come the second time in power and great glory, he'll sit on the throne of David, the knowledge of the Lord cover the earth as the waters now cover the sea, there'll be peace on earth and goodwill toward men. Men will beat their swords into plowshares, their spears into pruning hooks, and we'll have no more war. We'll have peace, but it will not be until Jesus sits on the throne and reigns in righteousness, and the knowledge of the Lord covers the earth as the waters now cover the sea. Now I want you to see the stone and the sinner. Turn, please, if you will, to Matthew chapter 21. Matthew chapter 21, and we read these words. Matthew 21, 44. And whosoever shall fall on this stone shall be broken, but on whomsoever it shall fall, it will grind him to powder. When the chief priests and the Pharisees had heard uh, his parables, they perceived that he spake of them. 
But when they sought to lay hands on him, they feared the multitude because they took him for a prophet. Now, Jesus here is speaking of the stone, the chief cornerstone, the rock which the builders disallowed. Now, let me read again. And whosoever shall fall on this stone, whosoever shall fall on this stone. Now, that means whosoever shall fling himself in faith on Jesus, trusting Jesus, fall on the stone. If we fall on the stone, we're broken. And we are molded and we're made a vessel that God inhabits and that God saves for Jesus' sake and God preserves and God keeps and God receives at the end of the way. If we fall on the stone, if we fall on Jesus by faith, if we rest on Jesus, we are broken and we become a new creation. But on whomsoever it shall fall, it will grind him to powder. Did you know that verse is completely left out of the RSV? Now, I have an RSV. I, I study it for the purpose of seeing and knowing. Of course, I've had one ever since they came out. I think every pastor should study these things so that pastors can instruct their people. I've preached many sermons in churches in the tent, and, of course, we have a booklet on the subject, the RSV, compared to the King James. But I have one. I reached over. I, I looked. I wanted to be sure. So I reached over in the bookshelf, and I got it out, and I looked again. And in Matthew 21, 44, the verse is completely taken out. In the RSV, we have verse 43, and then they skip to verse 45. And so the verse that I've just read to you is completely removed from the text of the RSV. And whosoever shall fall on this stone, that's Jesus, whosoever shall fall on this stone shall be broken. Whosoever shall believe on the Lord Jesus Christ. Now, God honors a broken and a contrite heart. So when we fall on Jesus with a broken and a contrite heart in true repentance and in true faith, then we are created in Christ Jesus a new creature, and we are inhabited by God in the Spirit. No man, in other words, any man, all men who are born again have the Spirit. Those who are not, those who do not have the Spirit are not born again. But whosoever shall fall, on whom shall fall, they'll grind the powder. Now that's judgment. And of course, it's left out of the RSV Bible. The revised standard version left it out. Now, we've read here in uh, uh, for in Acts 4 and in this uh, verse 11. This is the stone. This is the stone. Now, Peter is preaching to Israel. He's before the Sanhedrin. And he said, I want every last one of you, all of you, Annas, Caiaphas, all of you, Alexander, all Israel, everybody. I want you to know. And Peter was filled with the Holy Ghost. And he said, I want you rulers to know that this man stands here perfectly whole, in the name of Jesus, the Jesus that you crucified, God raised. Now, this Jesus is the stone. And, of course, all the members of the Sanhedrin and all the people of Israel who knew anything about the Old Testament, they knew that this stone was prophesied. And, of course, when Moses struck the rock, that rock pointed to the Lord Jesus Christ. Now, I've given you scriptures having to do with the living water, the church, the Jew, Israel, the Gentiles, and the sinners. 
Now, if you're listening to my voice and you're not a born-again child of God, let me, let me urge you today to fall on Jesus. Fall on the stone and be broken and become a new creature in Christ. Dear Heavenly Father, honor thy precious word and save every soul that's under conviction today. Reclaim the backslidden, revive the indifferent, strengthen believers in the inner man. Save that soul that's nearest hell, O God, for Jesus' sake. Amen. Thank you for listening to the Classic Sermons podcast from PreachTheBible.org, a ministry of North Valley Baptist Church in Santa Clara, California. To listen to many more powerful sermons, visit our website, PreachTheBible.org.